back to the crossover podcast where we get comics pop culture and sports and it is sports time as we did not have a podcast planned for this week i was thinking about taking a week off but you know what uh when uh something that happens once every quarter century which is a toronto team making the finals of any of the uh major sports uh that exist in north america of which they only have three teams in the big four but uh the toronto raptors your boys craig needles are in the finals it's unbelievable. I just, I can't, I, I, I still can't believe it. Like I was watching the game Saturday night with a bunch of friends. There's boomerangs of me jumping around. I just, I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe it. <laughs> it I mean, it's been a hell of a ride. I would say uh, you guys have probably the best DVD of the two, obviously. Although the, uh, I mean, the, does the Warriors thing really count with the, like, like if the Warriors were to go on and win this with the out the ramp, they do have the kind of thing where it's like, you know, the Warriors lose the best player in the National Basketball League or National Basketball Association and still win the title. I mean, does that really count when they've got 19 All-Stars on that stack team? No, it, uh, it doesn't. And it's uh, I, I think that the vast, vast, vast majority of the world will be cheering for Toronto to win. You think so? Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, there's the people well, who are... I, I, it's weird because like there's the people who are who are sick of the Warriors winning. I I would say you've got those guys, which I would say is the vast majority of people that watch basketball. I say, but then there's there's also the the uh, ignorame who are who are just flat out not gonna cheer for the team from Canada, right? Yeah. But uh, I I I think that the Warriors thing far outweighs the uh, yeah yeah. Far, if it was Raptors Rockets, it'd probably be most people cheering for Houston. But that's yeah, I think so. Serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people not... do love James Harden, and they, they like to see him get uh, one. The analytics crew. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like there, there'd be some of that. I don't know if people like James Harden. I, I think that that team is um, mostly seen as an a bit of an annoyance just because of the uh, the way that they play and like they're trying to draw fouls all the time and whatever, mm-hmm. just like make your shots. But yeah, if it was Raptors Rockets, not because of any particular affinity, but I just think people would just cheer for the Rockets because okay, whatever the team in in Canada or the team in the United States, but. If it's the Warriors, people are just gonna not—they're not gonna want to see them win again. The, the Raptors would be the uh, the David, the Warriors would be the Goliath, even if they don't have Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally—I mean, they're saying like what game three or something right now for Kevin Durant, but uh, gotta tell you, that's that's a book they're trying to sell that I'm not buying, Craig. I don't know if I buy it either. Mm. I really don't. Um, uh, we're talking about an injury that's bad enough that even with this big, long layoff the Warriors have had, he still can't get in the lineup for game one of, of not just a game. This is an NBA Finals game. Mm-hmm. Like It feels as though if he's not able to go now, he's probably able to go soon. So the Raptors are going to have to win. Well, they would have to win the first two in Toronto no matter who's in the lineup and who's not. But they're going to have to take advantage of those like the games that they done. The Warriors, as of today, they're not even sure if Kevin Durant's getting on the plane this week. Yeah. So if Kevin Durant uh, if Kevin Durant hasn't gotten his passport out yet, um, they have to make sure that they win the games that Kevin Durant's not part of. 
Yeah, first NBA Finals that requires a passport, so that's pretty cool. Um, I, I like the thing that's most hilarious to me is the fact that uh, th- this. I'm not sure what the difference is between uh, travel wise between Boston and LA. All those years, I don't. I'm not sure if Boston is more northeastern than Toronto. That if this is the, you know the all will be one of the all time distance traveled. I'm gonna I'm gonna check, check that out right now, but yeah. uh, it'd be close because it would have to be one of the old Celtics Lakers finals or this one right here. I believe it would have to be Toronto all the way to uh, San Francisco or Golden State or whatever you want to call it, uh, the Bay Area anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and this and since the two three two is no longer there, if this series were to go seven, then there's no question it'll be the longest distance traveled. Uh, Oh, yes. For, for an NBA Finals. Uh, driving from Oakland to Toronto. No, it's not quite flying, but driving from Oakland, California to Toronto, mm-hmm. Ontario is uh, 2,600 miles, a little more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to look up Boston, Los Angeles right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's close. It's it's close. Yeah. I, yeah, the Durant thing to me, I, I never – I watched that injury happen, and I never once for a second thought he'd be back. And quite frankly, I, I, I've never bought that the, the whole, oh, he just strained his calf thing. And I'm like, no, that's – listen, I'm no doctor, but that's not how you react or the, the, the way your body reacts yeah. to when you strain a calf at all. Yeah. That that absolutely looked like he severely hurt his his, his Achilles yes. when that happened. Uh, was, I, I think it is a calf. I think it just might be a torn calf. Yeah, exactly. And- because of that, like I, I, I'm not saying that I don't think we're going to see Durant in this series, but it may not be till late in the series. It might be a situation where Golden State only like, you know, break case of emergency type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that Golden State has an emergency. I hope they have a situation <laughs> where, oh crap, we're down three to one in Game Fives in Toronto. I don't know if that's what's going to happen, but yeah. that's what I hope. What I will say is that people saying, oh, the Warriors are better without Durant. Um, they have played one game in Houston. Yeah. Uh, that they were down big in and, and managed to to win anyway because uh, Curry got hot. And yes, they got a sweep against Portland, a team that was missing Yusuf Nurkic, Damian Lillard clearly playing hurt, and the Warriors are down double digits in three of those four games. So I, I, I understand why the Warriors are the favorites. When you've won three of the last four, you get to be the favorites in the finals against a team that's ever been there before. I get that. But I don't know if the Warriors are this big juggernaut without Durant that everyone's claiming because even if you look back, oh yeah, they won 73 games without Durant. Yeah, well, Iguodala was younger. Harrison Barnes is still on the team. Uh, Bogut was not quite what he is right now, obviously. Um, Sean Livingston was a much better player. There was way more depth on the bench. Um, The bench minutes are going to be big in this series. I think Toronto has to really, really win those, which I said the same thing at the Sixers. They didn't, but managed to win the series anyway. Um, But Toronto's got to really win the bench minutes. Yeah. Um, I I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, to the people who think, like, the quote-unquote Warriors are better without Durant, like, (laughs) kindly give your head a shake because that's, Mm. that's, like, absolute nonsense. And I, I get that there's this little, like, there's probably this it, it it seems like we have all the makings of there that they don't really like Durant they don't really like the the rumors that he's well, going we, to New York well, we know Draymond Green doesn't like Durant exactly right we flat out know that and I'm sure that they're all a little salty about like this fucking guy you know we brought him in three years ago and and now he's just gonna take off on us and he hasn't been apparently hiding the fact that he's heading to the Knicks either and, you know, so like, like, understandably, you'd be a little pissed about that if you were in that locker room. Right. But, yep. you know, at the same Especially time, when, and, and this is like people are going to talk about Durant's legacy. Mm-hmm. 
the two years preceding Durant's arrival, the Golden State Warriors won the NBA title in 2015, mm-hmm. won 79 games, or uh, Sorry, uh, 72 games and got to game seven of the finals. And the only reason they lost was because uh, the second best player of all time at worst Mm -hmm. had his like masterpiece of three game performance. The only reason they lost. And uh, yeah. And if Draymond Green didn't get if Draymond Green doesn't poke someone in the dick, they probably win that series in five games. Yeah. The the two years preceding Kevin Durant's arrival, that's the stuff that was going on. So you think to yourself, did they really need Kevin Durant to win these last two titles? And I don't know the answer to that. Like, maybe they didn't. But there's going to be a lot of talk about that, and especially if they do well in the series against Toronto. And there's going to be a lot of talk of, well, maybe they never needed Kevin Durant. It's going to be a whole subplot here. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you get into a situation where the Raptors win the first two games and Draymond Green, the rest have to answer questions like, oh, looks like you guys needed Kevin after all, didn't you? That's going to be an awkward situation there. So I don't know. It's so Toronto really has to win these first two games and send the Warriors on that long flight from Toronto to Oakland. Well, they probably fly into SFO, but Toronto to SFO mm-hmm. thinking about it. Yeah, it, and it's it's. I was saying this on Twitter that it is insane and not to dampen the mood or anything that the the Raptors fans um, by all rights should absolutely 100% be feeling. But this is the first time in the history of of any sport that I have to think of where the best two players on both finals teams will probably not be playing for the team that they are in the finals with right now. It's bizarre. It is is bizarre. Now, that said, if the Raptors win this series... Mm I don't see any scenario in which Leonard's going to go. I thought, why? Like, I, I think he could easily go, I, like, because, like, all the reasons that they say he has to stay, he could also go. He could be like, we did it, guys. I got you that one. And now I'm, I'm off to do my thing. Hi-ho, Silver, into the into the night, and you'll probably retire his number two just based on the one season, right? Like, you know, I, the other I, way, I, yeah. I, I just, it, it I just think... His camp hasn't changed in in eight months about him wanting to go to the Clippers, right? Like it's it's well, no, right now, right now, what they're saying is, hey, I don't, uh, hey, yeah, they're 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 saying that, but that that that's said. What what the 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 public line is, okay, we're going to get to free agency, we're going to see, which any team that's that's thinking smartly is going to do is we're going to get to free any any group. So I just don't know if it's a done deal that he's going to go, and I think that the odds of him leaving went down. With every subsequent playoff win, and they went down a lot after Game Six against Milwaukee. Yeah. So I, I I just don't know if it's a done deal. That if you if you were going to give me you know hey bet on which of these two guys is still playing for the team they're on right now at the start of next season, Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And Kawhi and like wins and, and, one, if, yes. and if and if and if neither guy playing for the team is, is a push and you just get your money back. I bet everything I have on Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. I, that's, I mean, yes, given those particular odds, yep. I would take that as well. Cause Durant's gone. He's yes. on the next, next year. And I hope to God that Kawhi or, or that Kyrie Irving joins in there. Cause I think, I think the two saltiest bastards in the entire national basketball league, I keep saying league national basketball association, um, being in New York for fuck's sake. Right. Oh, I could see that being remarked. And, and like, like just because you signed Kevin Durant doesn't mean that James Dolan's not the owner anymore. Yeah. Knicks fans. Oh, yeah, that's true. Exactly. Like, and Dolan will. Oh, we want Kevin Durant yeah. to come save the Knicks. Oh, is he buying them? Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. what's the what's the plan? It's fine. I mean, but if you're gonna make a case for James Dolan, uh, like if if you had to play devil's advocate and, and make a case for James Dolan, you know, like what he does well as an owner, he's not a meddler. You know, like he's just. 
more of an embarrassment than anything, but he's not a guy who's in basically he's bad at hiring GMs and, and smart people to run his business. But like whenever they've gone up to Dolan and been like, Hey James, we need a little bit of cashish in oh, order yeah. to pay this guy. He's always like, go do it. Yep. You know, no, right? absolutely. Yeah. I, no, I, I certainly agree with that. And he's never tinkered, right? Like he's never been like, Hey, I need to do this, but he's always just been like, he, like his stuff has always been like, uh, Phil Jackson's available. Go get Phil. He'll fix everything. Uh, you know, despite the fact he's 80 years old and, and can't like get on flights or watch basketball games or scout or do anything. But once we get Phil, it'll be fine. I'm going to go play harmonica, right? Like that would be, that would be where James Dolan is, is a super embarrassment. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just so bizarre. I mean, the, like this, but this is the thing that we saw with the Warriors when they got Durant, right? Because when when they got when they were killing everybody in you know 2014, 2015, et cetera, et cetera, it was always oh man, this team is pretty unstoppable. They got the lineup of death going. I mean, the only way you can beat these guys is if they have a major injury, right? Like they like so, like one of Clay Thompson or or Steph Curry had to go down with an injury, and then once they got Durant, it was like oh great, well now two people have to go down with vicious injuries in order for them to not be uh, contenders. And we're seeing it right now because Durant, who may be the best player on planet earth right now at basketball uh, is out. And if if he's not, right. If he's not, isn't the best player on the planet right now playing for Toronto? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously that, that guy who, who wears those, uh, hideous jerseys in Los Angeles is, is still yeah. uh, in the conversation, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just, I just, I but, just yeah, think that right. Why? If, if you, yeah, if, if you want someone to win you a basketball game tomorrow, I think he's the guy, but yeah, cause, uh, no, we, uh it, I proposed to you before that series with the Bucks started, I believe I asked you a question who had the best player in this series. And both of us came to the conclusion that we did not know the answer. And that they right. were gonna, they were obviously going to settle on the court, and it ended up being Kawhi. Now Giannis gave everything he had in that series, and his limitations were really exposed. Yeah, by and Raptors. the fact that he wasn't getting any help whatsoever, and Coach Bud was just that was one of the all-time abysmal performances I think in in an Eastern Conference. They were they coach. were way too slow to make some changes yeah. as far as uh like Miritich couldn't get in the game anymore sort of midway through game 5 they were like okay we're done with Miritich. Mm-hmm. That had to happen before the series shifted back to Milwaukee the first time. Miritich didn't need minutes in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um th- there were a couple other instances where you're thinking to yourself okay maybe we've got a little too much air like when, let me tell you this when they were doing subs and i saw george hill coming on for eric bledsoe every time i was like oh no mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, so trash. as as yeah. a raptor fan when when i'm saying oh no you're bringing in your backup point guard that probably means that maybe you should be getting a little more run than mm-hmm. the starting guy and i understand they're using a, a multiple guard lineups uh, i thought brogdon and hill are both pretty good in this series but uh, Antetokounmpo, the, the the thing, and a fantastic player, but if you can find a way to make it so he's not kind of running downhill at you and finding guys in transition, the 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 jumpers there some of the time, but it's just not consistent enough for you to say, okay, this is this this is something we're really afraid of. And you know, there are a couple, you know, he had, he had, I think three three pointers in Game Six against Toronto, and every time he hit one, I'm like, you know what? If he's going to take those, okay. Like, you know, like uh, over the long run, we're probably going to be okay if he's going to be out there shooting those as opposed to in the post causing havoc and finding people and whatnot. And and, and that strategy proved to be correct in the long run. So um, a wonderful basketball player. He, he I think he should win the MVP this year. 
Uh, I think that the fact that James Harden is not as bad defensively as people think, but not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's what tips the scales for me as far as who should who should win the MVP because Giannis is an all and first team defense level a guy. Um, but there he has some limitations. A basketball player that I think were exposed in that series by the Raptors, and you you have to have a bunch of really good defensive players to make that happen. You need essentially a guy as good defensively as Kawhi Leonard to really really make that happen. Uh, most teams don't have that guy about. Um, but I, I think that if if we were if we're deciding who the better players out of those two, um, I, I think that Kawhi Leonard's still the guy right now. Yeah, well, Kawhi Leonard is the best defensive player in the National Basketball Association. I would period. say that if you're looking for, yeah, like Rudy Gobert, obviously, if you're talking about a guy who's, you know, you know uh, protecting the rim and whatnot, but mm-hmm. if you're looking for a guy to just defend someone on the perimeter one-on-one, yes, he is the best defensive player in the world right now. I think that's clear. The sequence at the end of Game 5, when there was like 27 seconds left for the Bucks, I don't think got enough. Uh, I, I don't think was criticized enough for how terrible it was. So that's, that, that's where it wound up with the turnover that went off of uh, Brogdon's leg? Or is yeah, that, the, yeah, the that next? exact oh, yeah. sequence. Because Gasol gets to the line for two with the Raptors up two. Um, the Bucks still had two timeouts. Gasol makes one of one of two. And the second you secure the rebound for that, because uh, uh, Giannis was on the bench. And the second they secure the rebound for that with the two timeouts, I'm sorry, but like like Bud should have been running full tilt. Like the like remember Doc Rivers did that one time yep. when the coaches weren't like that was in the game set the the fabled game seven that they lost to the Lakers unfortunately, but there was the one moment where Doc's like I gotta get a timeout and he was calling timeout but the rest weren't giving it to him so he literally ran on the, to the middle of the court making the yes. D sign like that should have been Bud in that moment and he should have been like hey I need to get friggin Giannis in the game right now who's on the bench and then i don't know they but they they went in and they let like 14 13 seconds like dribble away doing these nonsense jump like they tried to get in the lane nonsense jump pass and then brogdon dribbled the ball off his foot out of bounds and it was just like wow two timeouts your best player on the bench after you secured the rebound you didn't you know call timeout to move the ball up court and get the yeah. best player in and then you had you went in with this nonsense and then the second it was all falling apart like, I mean, let, let's say you want to make the argument, okay, we're trying to catch the Raptors off off balance after they uh, yeah. after they miss the thing. The second that completely falls apart and Brogdon's trapped in the in the corner, like they should have been like, all right, timeout, timeout, timeout. Now let me get everybody in and and drop a play here. Well, with, as I whatever, tweeted, like but... right in the aftermath of that game, uh, I can't believe Aaron Rodgers just sitting the sideline while questioning questionable coaching decisions cost a team from Wisconsin an important game. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, rough, rough couple of weeks for Aaron Rodgers, I think, getting killed in Game of Thrones and then on on Twitter. And, and we found out he couldn't chug a beer. Uh, so uh, we now know he wouldn't be very good at softball. Uh, but, well, God. the fourth inning is the beer inning. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, we know how to play softball. Uh, yeah. God, I mean, it's yeah, no, not... there were some poor decisions by. Yeah. And, and here people were were critical. Of the Nick Nurse hire one. You're giving the keys to this team to guys that have been NBA coach before. Mm-hmm. I. Well, here we are. I've watched basically every game this season, mm-hmm. or at least a portion of every game this season. And, like, just as far as rotation things on those lines, there's, there's mm-hmm. little stuff you can quibble with here and there, but 
Like, yeah, I mean, nobody's that's, perfect in basketball. Yeah, exactly. Right? But like, exactly. You, what you want? That's avoid, as good as you can do. Exactly. Like, you want to avoid nonsense lineups and just weird crap happening. Mm-hmm. Like, and just like, and people were killing him a little bit for yeah. for sticking with some guys. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll see how much of a leash Danny Green has. But in Game Six, Danny Green played what 14 minutes, basically early in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Nick Nurse is like, you know what, Danny, you can't be out there right now. If you if you're not hitting that that corner three, we can't have you out there right now. Yeah. And and some coaches don't make that call. Some coaches said, oh, Danny Green is a title ring. He plays the rest of the game. Well, guess what? Fred Van Vliet gave the Raptors a much, much better chance to win. Well, he had the biggest so, bucket of the series, too. That three at the end of game five, I think, was the, that, was that yeah, the biggest yeah. bucket of the series, uh, Fred Van Vliet? That, so. I, I think, could argue that, that or the Gasol corner three in game mm. six. Yeah, was that one was of the one, two. Yeah, and, just, and I'm sure there's some some baskets from Game Three that people want to talk about because Game Three went to double overtime. Double overtime but yeah. yeah, like you know, you know, if you were to list the five most important baskets of the series, I think that you could argue Fred VanVleet might have had two. Yeah. Uh, like he was he, in games four, five, and six, he was unbelievable. Uh, so yeah, I, I I think people were were critical of Nurse, but he 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 coached a good series, and I think he's going to coach a good series against the Warriors. Now that may not be enough, and he's going up against a coach who's really really good. Yes. Uh, even though he has all these great players, obviously yeah. he still knows what he's doing. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I. I Budenholzer was outcoached, I think, in this series. I the Bucks were up, yeah. and 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 Budenholzer was outcoached. Both of those things happened at the yeah. same time. Everything after Game Three is it was yeah. just bad, just absolutely bad. Budenholzer was like, "Well, it worked in the first two games, and then he never changed yeah. anything." And, and here's the thing, and, and, and we were talking about this at work. Uh, the Bucks had spent all season; they lost two games in a row once all season. Mm-hmm. The Bucks had never been punched in the mouth before. No, and when they blew that lead in. Like, it's not as though the, the Bucks like went into a shell and kind of shriveled away because they had leads in games five and six. Mm-hmm. But the Bucks, like, it just the, I'm not going to say they responded poorly to adversity. They were playing against a good team, but they just never gone through adversity before. They'd never really been challenged before this season. Mm-hmm. So they got challenged and it didn't go particularly well. And then they're against, I think they're against a better up against a better team, but they they got challenged and didn't go particularly well. Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, and it just all comes back to the shot Kawhi made in Game 7 against the Sixers, too. Yeah, because if, if, if that doesn't go in based on the Raptors' foul situation, mm-hmm. based on a few other issues, uh, they're in real, real yeah. trouble in that overtime. Yeah, would have been tough. Would have been tough. Um, I mean, obviously the city of Toronto has been waiting for something like this for a while. We got kind of we got close a couple times with the Blue Jays there a few years ago, and if not for a... Uh, a really bad uh, strike call against uh, Ben Revere. Who knows uh, how that would have yeah. gone? Um, I, I mean, it's just, it was crazy seeing people jumping on cars and jumping on uh, the buses and whatnot in in the city of Toronto. Although I would probably advise against that if I was if I was there because uh, I don't know. No matter how no matter how juiced I am for a, a my team doing whatever. Craig, I, I don't think I would even be like, you know what? Let's jump on top of this bus, <laughs> right? But yeah, whatever. Uh, as long as they're not flipping cars and causing riots, like uh, like a like a certain West Coast uh, Canadian city, uh, which hopefully none none of, like win or lose in this final series. Let's hope let's hope none of that crap occurs in in Toronto. Um, so what do you say about the NBA Finals, Craig? I don't know. Like the the, the people, no one should be writing off the Raptors. No. Um, 
I don't want to sit here and say they're going to win though, because I'm not sure they will. But it's, it's tough that Warriors team, man. like, because like the thing you say, the thing you think about the Warriors team and the stuff we kind of mentioned with the Bucks. Bucks a couple times when they came into the Toronto games were were scared a couple of times, and that building is fantastic. The Raptors have some of the best fans in the league. They have the whole Drake thing, which you know we can talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about whether or not Drake hates Draymond Green during the series. Yeah, we can. Which talk I'm about, almost certain will happen. Yeah, we can talk about Bucks Twitter getting yeah. really full diaper about Drake thing after Game Four, uh, but <laughs> like. Um, and like Barstool Sports, I remember tweeted something like I tweeted Barstool Sports tweeted something like Drake one thousand percent thinks he's on the Raptors, and I responded to them with, um, like he is, <laughs> he is yeah. technically in the Raptors organization. Deal with it, right? Like he's and, the and further than that, or whatever. The, the fact that after is. yeah, it, that, that that's true. And yeah, after after Game Four, the fact that Buddenholzer, Giannis's management. All sorts of other Bucks people, privately to reporters and whatever, mm-hmm. are complaining about Drake. Yeah. Like, oh, you're thinking about Drake right now instead of how to win Game Five. Okay, exactly, cool. Exactly. Exactly. Like, right, I, yeah. I, I, I pray that the Golden State Warriors will spend as much time thinking about Drake as the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks did. I know they won't. No, absolutely. Not. Really cool if they did. Yeah. The one guy you could get in the head of would be Draymond. I think. Oh, but, but I think, even then, like, if, and if Durant plays, like, yeah. could you not see a situation where, like, you know, Drake is saying something on, the, like, Drake, Drake says, "Oh, they'd be here without you," and Durant just freaks out on him. Like, can't you see that being something? Uh, yeah, I could see it. Many cause... fans get up and say stuff during a game, and players can just ignore it. But yeah. when it's like, oh yeah, there's like one of the most famous stars, uh, music stars on the planet, saying it to me. Like, yeah. it kind of it, it it hits home a little more, I think. I think so. Yeah, the biggest rap star on planet Earth right yeah. now. I don't think there's yeah. any debate on that. Um. Yeah, I <laughs> if he said that to him, that might hit a little closer to home than, you know, Johnny Banana sitting around the yeah. corner just yelling, you know, hey, Durant, go fuck yourself, right? Yeah, like, like it's different yeah. than Chris Tucker saying something new to Laker game. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> right? Although, like, here's the thing. I, I obviously hate Kobe Bryant. That's well documented uh, to you and on this podcast. But the, the one thing I did um, like about that particular man and the city he played in was he he did never let the celebrity uh, stuff distract him. Like, I, I'll say my favorite Kobe Bryant moment of all time was when Kobe's in the middle of a, um, like, th- th- there's a heated basketball game going on in front of him, and he's on the bench, like, during a timeout, and it's it's a close basketball game, and, like, Chris Rock is literally sitting next to Kobe Bryant trying to talk to him, and Kobe Bryant is just completely ignoring Chris uh, Rock, who I'm pretty sure was like sitting next to David Spade or somebody. Yeah. Of that I'm guy. actually just going to be like focused on this basketball game that I'm part of and watching like the defense sets and things along those lines. Exactly. I don't yeah. have time for you. Actually. Yeah. And like and like Chris Rock is like like he didn't just say one thing. He keeps trying to talk to Kobe and Kobe is just staring at the thing. That was the one thing I I, re- I respected about that man was he's just like sh- like if he'd have turned and been like, shut the fuck up, Chris. I'm like, I'm in the middle of a game. <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, all right, that's not bad. Yeah. But like, yeah, like I, I could see Durant. But like the guy had like four burner accounts for fuck's sake yeah, to respond exactly. to on Twitter. So and like guy... I could just see like and, and Drake knows that. Like yeah. can't you see Drake bringing that up? Like exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. No. And, like and people are like oh I don't like the fact that uh, Drake's in the court side doing whatever. Like again, he's paid for the, the, the fact that the Milwaukee sort Bucks of. spent even if it was ten minutes. Yeah. Ten minutes thinking about Drake. 
that is a that's tiny a little advantage that the Raptors yeah, take. Yeah, exactly. It's it's an absolute win. And, and yep. yeah, because that's what really... I want. I, I want the opposing teams. I want, like, if, if you're spending time thinking about Drake that you're not thinking about Kawhi Leonard, that's yeah. good news for the Raptors. I just don't think you're going to get that sort of advantage whatsoever. No, the Warriors, like, because we've been there, like, done that. Said, that if Draymond right? Green is going to punch someone in the dick during this series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be. Uh, well, there will be a moment where Draymond, where we see Draymond and Drake beating, beating at each other. That yes. will happen now. Oh, I, 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 none of that didn't happen. In game, it'll happen in game one. Oh, it, oh, yeah. At some point, because you know, like, like it's just whether or not it's going to be the Warriors are up twenty-five and Draymond's doing the Reggie Miller versus Spike Lee thing, where he's walking yeah. by, going, ah. Eh. You know, I, you know, massage the coach now, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah up 25, where, you know, dance around now. You know, if he's doing that or if it's close and, and he's actually getting under Draymond's skin. Sometimes Draymond's the guy who that sort of thing gets him going, though. So if I were Drake, I would probably try to, like... That said, Draymond has shown the propensity to make mistakes that cost his team technical true. fouls or worse in those spots. Very true. Very so, true. I don't know. It's a fine line. You just got to know when to pick your spots, I think, with that man. Other than, like, yep. don't keep doing it. Like, I think I think if you do, like, small little needles once in a while, I think it bugs them. But if you consistently do it, I think it fires them up is, is that sort of a thing. But, like, there is going to, like, that, that'll be a great moment when we have a clip of him beacon at, uh, at Drake. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, so, Here's yeah. about... Yeah, yeah here's what I'll say about the Warriors, and this is what scares me about the Warriors. Yeah. Is against the Bucks, if the Raptors played perfect half court defense, which mm-hmm. they did on a somewhat regular basis, mm-hmm. um, you're probably gonna force a bad, ugly miss shot. Mm-hmm. With the Warriors, yeah. sometimes you can be like, All right, we forced Steph to shoot it from twenty eight feet. Mm-hmm. Well shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you right. usually you're like, oh, okay, we forced a twenty eight foot shot with no time left on the shot clock. Oh, and I, this, this this time it went in. Uh, yeah. So that like, and, and if he hits six, if he hits, he has games or something oh, uh, like the second half against uh, against Houston in Game Six, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm just gonna hit six of these in a row and we're gonna win. Yeah. Like sometimes no matter what you do, that's just no. part of this. Yeah, there's no. Uh, there. I think the Raptors are a much better team than the Rockets. That I can that I can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Raptors are gonna be the best team that the Warriors have faced. Probably since the 2016 caps. I, I, I would agree with that. I would, I would agree with that. I really believe that. 2016 or 2017 caps, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, way, like, you know, the, way better than the Kyrie-less version that the Warriors faced last season. Yeah. And I think that they're better than any version of the Houston Rockets the Warriors have played. Um, just because of how versatile the Raptors can be defensively with, their, with some of their lineups, which is a big advantage. Uh the Raptors have a lot of great athletes. I think th- they're going to make the Warriors work for this. I think the like, I think the, the most sensible prediction is Warriors in six. Yeah, I think uh, that's what I got. I, yeah. I was I was toying with, I was toying with five. I was toying with Warriors in five, and then I said, no, nah, I got to have a little that's more. That's them getting two for, in Toronto without Durant. Yeah, I I gotta have I gotta have which they could do, man. Like I like I I was thinking about that. I'm like they could do that, but probably not. That's a little and that's a little nonsense nonsensy by me but uh, if it happened i also wouldn't be too shocked because like when it when it comes down to it the raptors were getting 
the, you know, they were, they were getting up in Giannis' face, face and he was kicking the ball out, and all of a sudden it was like, hey, there's Eric Bledsoe taking a terrible shot, and he missed it, and now Gasol's got the rebound, and we're going back up. Yeah. Uh, the other way, it's going to be like, all right, we're going to force, oh, look, they're kicking the ball, oh, there's Clay Thompson wide open, swish. Yeah. Here's what they're going to need yeah. is, I, I, I think this is what they might wind up doing, like, against, just in crunch time, against the death lineup. Mm-hmm. If, if, if this is in the, the non-Durant version of things, yes. If the Warriors' five guys are Looney, Green, Thompson, Curry, and Iguodala, mm-hmm. you don't really have to do much as far as guarding Iguodala. If he beats no. you, so be it. So you put Leonard on Thompson. You let Van Vliet kind of chase Curry under those screens, and then Kyle can defend guys who are bigger than him. Like we know that. So I think that they've and they've got solutions for varying things that can. That, that, that the Warriors can do. If, if Durant comes in, it changes it a lot, quite a bit, obviously. Yeah. But uh, they, they, I can understand some solutions for some of the things the Warriors are going to want to do, but they, I, I don't know if there's going to be a solution for everything. And the thing about the Warriors is, if they figure out something that works, they, they, they make you stop it. Yeah. And when you stop that one thing, so, okay, we're going to switch Kawhi onto this person. Well, then they're going to figure out what is leaking because you had to stop it. Mm-hmm. That's It's what you can do when you have great players all over the place. Yeah. Uh, what I would really want them to do, and I know this is easier said than done, but m- try to deny the ball to Green and, and try to make him less of a distributor. Uh, that's, that's I think, when that offense is really humming. So uh, we'll see if they can do that, but it's going to be tough. I, I I got Warriors in six, I think, but mm-hmm. uh, I hope I'm wrong. I truly, truly hope I'm wrong because I, I think it would be real cool for, for the city of Toronto. Well, home, yeah, that's why. Home court's a thing. Home you know? court is a thing. One game, yeah. Um, just I just got to just, just, if they get this first two at home, then mm-hmm. Warriors are thinking, okay, we got to beat these guys four out of five times and two of them are in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see. You get, you try to get these first two with, without Durant being there. And the other, the other name that we haven't even mentioned yet, Mark, DeMarcus Cousins is, is questionable for game one. I don't even know how effective he's going to be. Yeah, he's off for so long, but we'll see. That that's that's a guy that uh, would be a would would, would be a problem. Uh, yes. That said, in those lineups when they have Draymond at the five, it'd be hard to have Marcus Sol on the floor. I think that they that could be a situation where that could be some trouble. Yeah, you know what? I I was just thinking that Serge Ibaka uh, could be on the floor. Mm-hmm. It'd be tough for Marcus Sol. Yeah, I was just thinking, how much of Marcus All are we actually going to see in this? Because uh, there's not it a depends, lot of lineups, like how much right? how much is Kevon Looney going to play? Because whenever Looney's yeah. out there, they can play Gasol. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh man, tough to say. Well, good luck to you going forward, Craig. I I, I hope Thank you guys you. get there. At the very least, I think with this finals appearance, we can stop talking about shit like should we retire Vince Carter's number? Like, yes, like the first the, very, the first the... number to be retired by the Raptors franchise should unquestionably and obviously be Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Okay, I'm okay with that, e- even though. Yeah, five-time All-Star got yeah. into at least NBA Finals. Maybe they win a title. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'd, I'd be fine you with know? that. Yeah. Yep. It's just yeah, the like the fact that like the Vince Carter thing is just so bizarre up here because he put it's the team so on the map, but it's just it's also just like what was his best moment on the court. Like, like, like his, his two best on like the 51 point game in game two against the Sixers or game three against the Sixers is pretty cool. Is it? Yeah. Like that's it. Right. But like, he doesn't have like a signature moment. Like his signature moments are dunk competition and jumping over a seven foot fall, seven foot tall French dude in the Olympics who never. And that was the highlight of that quote unquote dream team that year. That was a nightmare that didn't even. No, no, that, that, that one day. Was, oh, okay. that, that was the 2000 team in Sydney. It was the 04 team in Athens that didn't win. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the that was the nightmare team. That was like uh, the, that was your Argentina one, was it not? Or yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, that was 
not great. Uh, but yeah, he jumped over like the French dude. And I'm pretty sure that French dude was like, Hey, this is my first time seeing a basketball court. Good thing I'm so <laughs> tall. Right. And it was just like, eh. uh, Oh man, just jumped over me. Okay. <laughs> it's like, Oh God, <laughs> I didn't know this was possible. Um, yeah. So good luck to the Raptors going forward. Uh, let's talk a little bit of the Stanley cup and then we'll get out of here. Craig. Um, are you a little perturbed at all that, uh, I th- man, if you'd have just if the Raptor if the Raptors sorry Jesus if the Leafs had had just gotten it done could you imagine this, if the Leafs and the yeah. Raptors were in the finals right now? Yeah, this could this could easily be them if you'd have gotten it done in that game. Yes, six, which is I, I almost think that it would be them. Irritating um, to think about because I can't stand this Bruins team or or just yeah. anything about them. Uh, I mean the most like I just I can't stand it when the Bruins go on these deep runs. How. It just becomes this 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 weird referendum of people defending Brad Marchand constantly, as if he's not the just worst person who has ever like laced up a pair of skates. It's he's not a good guy. He's um, not like I don't get why people defend this fucking guy. Like it's okay. He's a great hockey player. He is an absolutely he's he's just a tremendous hockey player. But he's a fucking asshole, and you can just say that. I don't get this like weird, de- like defensive thing that they have with this guy. It's just, it's, it's for all reasons, it is is bizarre to me. But a, but a cool rematch of of uh, the Blues and the Bruins from way back in that that ridiculously overrated Bob Yor goal, but uh, cool shot, uh, like cool photos. Uh, yeah, that, uh, I, that I honestly like if if Jordan Bennington continues to play the way that he has, I think that the Blues might win the series, but. Uh, yeah, and and Boston's been off like, hey, the NHL scheduling people are so. This is so, why was it like this? Well, like why why did they have like was it ten days off now or whatever garbage? And then there's like three days off between the games. Like if it goes deep, it, it won't end till mid June. So here's what the schedule is. Just looking back at this. Um, so game one is this evening. Mm-hmm. No, there has been not a single NHL hockey game played since May 21st. Today's the 27th. Ugh. So there's been five consecutive days without NHL hockey being played. Mm. Stupid. Uh, before that, uh, two days earlier, you had uh, Game 5, Blues Sharks. Then you had two days before that, Game 4, Blues Sharks. The Bruins will not have played from May the 16th mm-hmm. to May 27th. I honest, I, that, 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 That's a lot of time off. That's a lot of time off. I guess they've been I'd, doing be, I'd be concerned about that if something? I were a Bruins fan. Yeah, yeah, they're doing that. I'd be concerned about that if I was a Bruins fan, but yeah. That only lasts for like one period, though. I think now, if the Blues can jump on them early and they can they can do the whole like, well, the Bruins are rusty, eleven days off or whatever, stupid NHL scheduling, and the you know they they swept the Hurricanes, which you and I we we bang on this drum every year in these NHL playoffs. You have got to find a quick series, and the Blues have not found their quick series. The Blues the haven't Bruins, found that yet. And the uh, Washington's, have, right? Washington's quick series last year was mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup final. True. Yeah. If this cup final goes long, that might be a problem for St. Louis. Very much so. Uh, that said, they're coming in fairly healthy. Both teams coming in like relatively healthy, as healthy as two teams that have you know made it to the Stanley Cup finals can really be. Uh, we haven't heard a lot of like uh, really debilitating injuries or anything. I'm just happy the Sharks didn't get there. As much as we were all kind of rooting for that Jumbo Joe thing, I just I was soured after my team. Got, well, got yeah, that and, and of, the, of the three yeah. things that went their way inexplicably, yeah, that was the least egregious one because while the rule is remarkably stupid, that was the rule. I Whereas 
But like, it also was like the rule isn't you're allowed to hand pass in overtime, and the rule isn't oh yeah, Yeah. you call a five minute major on a guy because someone accidentally fell on the ice. True, but that one's that one's less egregious though, because at the same time, it was like like the the Vegas Golden Knights were banging on this drum, and I'm just like, dudes, you allowed four goals on one power play. I don't care if it was a major. Tighten it up. Like, what are you Uh, doing? That's that's fair. Don't allow four goals. The Blues, the Blues, I think would have had a pretty legitimate beef if they had lost. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, they would have had a legitimate beef. And the Avalanche, at the same time, it was like Game Seven, just tied it on the road, silencing a building. And meanwhile, they're like. Hey, you know, Gabe Landeskog was really having trouble with the door over there. I think that we can call this not a goal, right? And it's like, and you know, you think about that silly stuff. Like, if the puck had to hit him at that point, the Avalanche don't get pegged for too many men, no. right? Like, okay, that guy's on the bench. He's not part of the play. Exactly. It's just no. bizarre. But at the very least, I guess the Avalanche have to be the ones who fall on the sword of uh, fixing this uh, this offside Yes. Nonsense. Well, in an ironic twist, the reason yes. we have it was because of a goal scored by Matt Duchesne. I guess, but, and I, I don't like that because Dangle said that same thing on his podcast where he was yeah. like, he was like, you know what, looks good on you, Colorado. And I was like, okay. That was like game 42 in Nashville for no yeah, reason. Yeah, exactly. Like, game 42 in Nashville. And it's not like Matt Duchesne was like trying to get an edge by cheating. He was just there. The puck came to him. He didn't hear a whistle. So he took it and then he scored. I'm going to shoot, yeah. Exactly, right? It wasn't yeah. like... So yeah, no, nothing underhanded happened. I'm just no. saying... That, and the, the irony is that yeah. the reason that rule exists was because of a goal that counted for Colorado. Exactly. But clearly, they like they didn't think forward with, hey, wait a minute, are we going to have goals that are called off because a guy's a half centimeter offside? And Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the way it, it was put into... And you know I've always been big on like the spirit of the rule. And that the, the offside call was put in good faith of... of basically like when they enter the zone uh, like on, on a rush and they score on the rush did they come in offside right like let's take a yep. look at it was that guy still in the zone did he not get out did he come out in ahead of the guy with the puck that was what it was supposed to be or like hey you know when there was that scramble at the blue line did the puck come out of the zone and then they came back in like it was supposed to be that it was not supposed to be Matt Dush- or it's not supposed to be Friggin' Nathan McKinnon goes and digs the puck out of the corner, fires into Colin, Colin Wilson, who's wide open in the slot, who roofs it and ties the game. And then Gabe Landeskog is, like, nowhere, not even in frame, fiddling with the fucking, like, door to be like, man, this door's not opening properly, right? And then just, like, no, he's still in the play, offside. It was like, ah, oh, come on, man. And even then, they nearly still tied it. Ah, so upsetting. Um, So that, that was just kind of irritating, but... Uh, I mean, go blues is what I got. I just, I can't, yeah. I can't, God, the potato faces are just so bad. I, ah, the That's an interesting out. question for me. If someone said, oh yeah, the city of Boston's going to win three of the next four major sporting championships, mm. but Toronto gets the other one. I would have taken it in two seconds, but so, yeah. so if the Raptors come in this year, it's take a little bit of the sting out of it. Yeah, I, I suppose you're right there, but uh, <laughs> it's still, God dang it, man. That would be so bad. Yeah, and if the Celtics hadn't been like such a tire fire, man, they, they could have been right there. I'm really glad I quit watching basketball. I truly am. I saved myself a lot of uh, nonsense, I think, by not uh, by fo- by not having to follow what I think was one of the most unlikable teams of, of recent basketball memory. I think, and and really having nothing to do with most of the guys on the team, it was really just kind of like one guy, and then the potato face media surrounded by that one guy. Ah, not great though. Oh, it was awkward. No, oh, it was incredibly awkward. Um, so what's the case for the Blues? Do you think, Craig? 
just Bennington. Uh... Case of the Blues is goaltending's really good, and mm-hmm. uh, the Bruins have. Um, uh, this doesn't apply to Carolina, I suppose, but the Blue, mm-hmm. the Bruins, I think they they've seen sort of the bottom end of their lineup kind of feast on post Toronto series. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've seen the bottom end of their lineup kind of feast on the bottom end of the other team's lineup. It's, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's going to happen against St. Louis. The yeah, I mean, I just I in the Toronto series that didn't happen, but it 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 uh, it uh, has happened against the the Blue Jackets and the and the the Hurricanes for sure. The, the Bruins winning and then everybody bending the narrative to be like, oh, the, the big bad, the big tough Bruins, you know, like everybody wants to get faster and younger, but the big bad Bruins still win. The Bruins are not that team, <laughs> which is what irritates the shit out of me. Like the the Bruins, like they are that team in the sense that like Brad Marchand will slew foot you and spear you in the nuts, but they're not this like big body no. bruising team whatsoever no like, they're they we're gonna have the you. puck all the time yeah exactly that's, that's the, their plan exactly and they've, they've got you know bergeron doing that whole thing and uh yeah it, it's just they're 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 a really great hockey team it just sucks that they've got that one guy that kind of makes you just go ah this sucks and uh and the fan base sucks uh god don cherry with the bruins in the finals again it's bad uh, to think about it yeah it's probably right um, do you think Chara retires if they, uh, Oh, I think so. You think so? Well, then we're, that brings us one step closer to somebody finally suckering Brad Marchand, um, which is going to happen. Like mark my words at, at some point there will be an Ulf Samuelson moment where somebody just goes, screw it. And then suckers the guy. And... I just hope it's someone who's Canadian so they can get the order of Canada for their trouble. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, 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 like it's always hilarious to me that like, if you go back and you watch, now, granted, it was it was the 80s and, uh, you know, nobody really noticed this sort of a thing back in the 80s. But like when Domi suckered Samuelson, friggin Harry Neal basically counting to 10 like it was a boxing match because he was relishing the moment and kind of going, yeah. well, we all <laughs> knew this was going to happen one day. Right? Like, it's just kind of I imagine if, if somebody does that now, it would be quite hilarious. It would be obviously they would be so reprimanded. It would be hilarious. But um, it's. I, it will be funny though to watch Twitter kind of explode when when the, the day Brad Marchand is completely unconscious, facing up to the to the uh, and that day is coming um, when he is unconscious and facing up to the sky. You know, it will be funny to watch most of Twitter and whatnot kind of go. Well, we all knew this was going to happen, right? Uh, what's your prediction for for Blues Bruins? I'm gonna say the Blues win the series. Oh, interesting. All right. no. I think that the Bruins were lucky to survive against Toronto, and they wouldn't have if the least penalty kill wasn't as good uh, as bad as it was. And the Blues, based on okay, we've, we like they don't have anyone that Tavares or Matthews level, mm-hmm. but their 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 depth down the middle is is really good. Mm-hmm. Their depth on defense is better than Toronto's. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Blues to win the series in six games. Yeah, they're rolling four lines. Um, I want to go back to that Toronto series uh, for two seconds, Greg, and then we'll get out of here. Um. Because we haven't had the Nazem Kadri talk since uh, mm-hmm. since the stuff went down. Is Nazem Kadri a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs next year? And, and if he doesn't happen to be, uh, how would you feel about that as a Leafs fan? Uh, fine. Okay. Uh, as long as they're getting reasonable value for him. But Kyle Dubas won't sell low, so it's okay. Yeah. So you think you so you think he's back as a Leaf next year? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, just be interesting. Uh, so obviously. Uh, if they know, get full value for him, though, I'm, I'm okay with moving him. Yeah, but I, mean, I just don't I'm, know if that's going to happen because you have to consider that they've got three years left with Kadri at four and a half million. It's a great contract. That's tough to replicate. 
Yeah. A uh, lot of talk of him for Truba, which, I mean, I guess makes sense, but uh, Truba's a bit of a turnstile to me, so I wouldn't... Uh, uh, Truba's a little... No, related, you know, so to, to me, the, the reason I don't like it is because... Uh, contract again. Yeah, you have to give Truba another contract, mm-hmm. and I have no, no interest in doing that. Somebody had a great tweet the other day, kind of second to your Aaron Rodgers tweet, but... Uh, because uh, Kadri was at, I think, game four of Raptors uh, Bucks. He was at one of the games because they were doing like celebrities at ringside, right? And it was like Buck Martinez and Drake and Nazem Kadri was there. And because like, I think there was some nonsense made about Kod- both. I think it was Kadri and Marner were both at one of the games, right? One of the Raptors games, but they weren't sitting together. So, of course, yes. Toronto media did the whole, well, they're not sitting together. That means, you know, Marner's probably not going to re-sign and Kadri's going to be traded, right? These guys aren't good. They're not sitting together at a Raptors game. Let's draw all sorts of insane conclusions based on the fact that, you know, like just ignoring, just throwing logic out the window. And, just and it's not as though there were just tickets everywhere that people were selling either. Exactly, so. right? Like, like what the? F- God, get it together, everybody. But like somebody, like they showed Kadri in the street clothes watching the game, and somebody said, you know, like Kadri's taken in the Raptors game, and then somebody goes, somebody tweeted something along the lines of, "Well, watching playoff games is what uh, Nazem Kadri does best," or something like that. She's like, yep. "Oh Jesus!" Right? <laughs> that was that was a good one. Uh, that's it. That's a good one to go out on. I think. Um, Crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Uh, we're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Craig Needles, thanks for doing this, and 100% good luck to your Raptors going forward. Thank you very much. Uh, obviously, if they win, we'll most Yeah, we'll probably talk, yeah. talk about this again probably come back and and talk about it Uh, so good luck going forward uh i'm not sure if i have anything planned next week but uh look out and stay tuned maybe i'll take my week off next week now that we did this uh so uh take care everybody and we'll talk to you next time on the crossover podcast